There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, neither do I. All right, I am very stoked right now on the Power Chord Hour. I'm talking to Jack and Christian of a UK band, uh, Love Breakers, who put out their first debut album earlier this year, Primary Colors. And uh, I got to say, I've been listening to it since it's been out, came out in June. And if you've heard the album, you know that's a very fitting time. I feel like it's a great summer record. Uh, even now, as, it, as I'm in a very snowy western New York and it's very cold here, uh it it kind of brings you back to summer it's kind of a i feel like a perfect summer record and i've been listening to it since it came out so we're going to talk about the record and making it all that good stuff with uh christian and jack so we're going to get into it guys how are you doing good yeah, all, right. all good all good how are you sweet sweet i'm doing good i uh i've been looking forward to it i don't know why uh this didn't happen earlier because uh again i've been i've been enjoying this record since it uh since it came out i know you guys just played a show i mean we're doing this tuesday you guys played a show sunday how did that go for you guys yeah man it was it was we, we've struggled to get shows in in london to be honest but um it was cool it was like a small room there's probably like 50 people watching us maybe um and we got a good response which is uh yeah, it was the longest drive ever to London as well. Like, really, London should only take like two hours, but because it was south of the river, it took us like four and a half hours to get there. So, jeez, oh, yeah. Was that was your uh, first show in a while, or have you guys been playing a little bit lately? Yeah, uh, we played quite a lot, man. Like, we did, um, we did like our own headline show in uh, our hometown of Birmingham um, not too long ago, which was um, a really good night. And then we've. Um, and then yeah, our last one was yeah on London on the uh, London on Sunday, which was um, wicked, man. Like although it wasn't sort of like packed out and stuff, we had like a really good response. We had like people coming coming up to us after saying like you know they really enjoyed the set and stuff. So I think um, yeah, it was just really fun, man. It was like um, our new drummer; it was like his first time playing in London as well. So nice. it's uh, quite a cool thing for him. So um, yeah, it was cool, man. It's like especially in this sort of like. The current climate is it's sort of you know we're blessed to sort of be still playing geeks really no that's rad and i mean like i mentioned your new album primary colors a debut record but i mean how long have you guys been together now like when when did you guys form it's it was back like probably late 2017. um i used to play in a band before and jack was in a band before but jack was always like the second guitarist in this band that i liked that we played shows with and i was always like if this doesn't work out with this band, I'm going to do a band with that guy because he looks really cool. Um, and he's obviously a cool, like a nice guy. So we kept in touch because we always got on. And um, I uh, I was doing a little bit of jamming with our old drummer and we needed a guitarist slash singer. And uh, I knew Jack, like I heard him do like harmonies and like sort of backing vocals. And I knew he could play guitar. So I dropped him a message and we hadn't seen each other in years. And I was like, Let's get together and have a jam. And it sort of started there. I'd say that was like probably late 2017, early 2018, maybe. And um, yeah, and then we sort of realized pretty quickly, like we were good as a free piece, but like you have to you have to be, be able to play like a real certain type of music, music if you're going to nail it as a free piece. So um, we got like a second guitarist in who like sort of specializes in like lead parts. Um, and then the band was sort of complete 
complete and um yeah and yeah so probably like three and a half four years properly really um it's been a slow burner but it's been fun so Mm -hmm. nice i mean have you guys put anything out like like, again as your first full length but i mean singles eps like have you put anything out prior to this yeah so um we put out an ep um probably within about six to six to twelve months of being in a band so talking like 2018 i think we first um released an ep called social hell and it had like four tracks on and we um we had it like pressed on vinyl and stuff and um that's still available actually like it's all sort of obviously you can stream it everywhere and stuff but we've still got i think we've still got a few vinyls left from like the original press so um but yeah man like still listening to that like i'm really proud of that man it was like sort of a it was our first recording you know what i mean so it means sort of a lot a lot to us and we still have a couple of songs as well off that ep which is which is kind of cool i go back and check that one out yeah well the, the crazy thing is dude like uh, let you in on something here because we sort of see this as a bit of a new chapter like primary colors we were called love bites before like name, named after the buzzcocks record so the ep was put out under the band name love bites but there's like a japanese like hair metal all female band and mm. like we kept getting their fa- fans come onto our socials saying that you guys aren't the real love bites and stuff and uh so unfortunately the vinyls pressed our first ep and it says like love bites on the cover um but when that started to happen and like we got um we started to write for for the next record we're all really big like tom petty fans and obviously his band tom petty and the heartbreakers so uh i thought what we could like i remember ringing jack and i was like jack i've got this like idea like let's keep lb like all as one word like love and you know bites or whatever but let's get rid of bites and just have like breakers as like like homage to like tom petty and the heartbreakers and it sort of it wasn't too alien for people who were into this that into us either if we did like a a name change where it was like completely different people yeah. you know you, you know what i mean like you can lose like you can lose people like they, they won't find your new socials and stuff so um it works pretty well and i really like uh i really like love breakers i think it's cool so i think that's a good name i feel like you were very good too in improvising that too like take it <laughs> from the old one like you know you're right it's not terribly off either so it's like yeah, yeah. you're not gonna forget it it's no it's not so left field that you're like what the hell is their new name again like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's easy enough to remember but yeah man. Like, like how long when you guys like started playing together like how soon did you know what the band sound or i should say this not not playing together did you know what you wanted the sound of the band to be like pretty soon, like pretty fast, or did that kind of morph as you started playing together and you kind of saw like what the sound came when, you know, the four of you played? Yeah, man, I think it's like, it's a different, it's, it's a different sort of story with each band, I guess. But I think with us, it was sort of, like going back to that first EP, it was like, that was our sort of like creative process to get like a sound on what we wanted to sort of go like. And I think um, without doing that first EP, we sort of wouldn't have come to like primary colours in sort of knowing sort of who we are. So we've got a lot of different like influences. Like I sort of grew up on like Motown and stuff like that. So yes. like really sort of like block poppy stuff. Whereas I know like Christian and the other guys like uh, Chino, our lead guitarist, he was brought up, brought up on like, um, like classic rock and roll stuff like the Stones and the Who and the, the Clash and stuff. Whereas like Salot and Christians come from like more of a punk background. So it's like, um, yeah, it was sort of, it wasn't sort of defined on we want to be like a punk band or we want to be like a rock and roll band. It was sort of just sort of like testing the waters really and see what sort of came out. So um, 
Yeah, man, because I can sort of hear us as sort of like a, like a pop, like a poppy rock and roll band to me. It's not like it's, it's not sort of like you can't pigeonhole it kind of thing. Yeah, I like that about you guys. You really can't. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying because you're right. Like you listen to it. And I also think that's why the album's really fun because you don't, it's not like it's just like 10, 11 songs of like the same thing. I feel like there's that nice mix of what all four of you are doing and bringing to the table. And it just, it does, it, it works. You never go into one realm too much. You know what I mean? It never gets, oh, this sounds too much classic rock or this sounds too much power pop or this sounds too much so-and-so. Like yeah. everything morphs really well. Oh, How about yeah. though, like, like, are there, is there a common ground you guys meet musically? Is there like something that like, all four of you are there a few like influences that kind of bring you all together i think so i think i think the, the one word that we always come back to is timeless like all of our favorite bands are bands that aren't f- like flashing the pan bands that last for, you know like a few years and they have their hype and then that's it they're gone forever they're like like for example like i'm a big green day fan jack's a big green day fan um chino's a big green day fan so there's one band that we're all sort of sh- share a common ground on but the thing is with that band they they are timeless same for like the replacements the rolling stones the clash tom petty those artists like their songs still sound like sort of modern like they like you listen to them and they could have been i don't know like if they come out today they'd still like have the same like effect do you know what i mean like oh, they're, 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 yeah they don't grow old basically whereas like you can listen to some things um and within a few years it's just like it's no one really cares for it anymore and that's because the songs aren't very good and they're just sort of throwaway whereas like all those bands are sort of mentioned there that that that, because the music is like true and like comes from the heart i think that really to people like us who are proper musos that's how that's i don't know do you know what i mean that's how it becomes time becomes timeless do you know what i mean so um yeah, I think I think that's the common ground we all sort of share. Really, is that we all like music that isn't just like fat, like faddy music. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, totally. I could list off like like a bazillion like bands that have come and gone, like pop punky emo bands who have been hyped for all of like a year, done like hu- like a huge tour, sold loads of tickets, but then like a year and a half later, or even when the next record comes out, no one cares because yeah, the music absolutely. is just like they sound like a million other bands that have been before them. So. That's, I mean, the replacements are a good example of that where commercially they never had a gold record. They were never the biggest band of the eighties, but now, I mean, look at, I mean, they've, they've become bigger in time. Like they, mm-hmm. whereas if you look at the big bands of the eighties, how many of them are like, I mean, maybe they're still around playing like nostalgia circuits, you know <laughs> what I mean? If that yeah. like very yeah. gotten where it's like the replacements, okay, we, we weren't millionaires. We didn't become the biggest band in the world, but 30, 40 years later, People still give a shit. Same with if I if I'm looking at your shirt, right? Is that Iggy Pop? Yeah, Iggy Pop. Yeah, he's yeah, another yeah. one. I mean, look at the Stooges. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Funhouse is like I don't know how. I think that album's like 50 years old. It's timeless. It's still yeah, good. Yeah. 50 years later, you're like, my yeah. God, like I still love this. It's still good. <laughs> yeah, man. If you well, guys, a lot of people think it's like it's really like the music is actually quite simple, but it's sort of. It's like a lot of people say it, but it's like creating like a vibe, you know what I mean? Creating sort of something that will move someone. Yeah. For us, it's like simple things are the best things. Like we, we try and keep our music as simple as possible. 
And like, there's an old uh, rule that Tom Petty used to use, and he was like, "Don't bore us, get to the chorus." Yeah, you know, uh, always sort of try and use that mentality on just, especially nowadays, keep trying to get people's attention. You know what I mean? And keep people's attention in the song. It's sort of, um, yeah, that's the sort of sort of angle we come across when we sort of like write our music as well. Have you guys been getting, are there any comparisons you've been getting a lot of off the album where they, you know, people go like, you sound like so-and-so. Have you been getting any of those off this? It's, I, I don't think we have really. I think people like in like reviews and stuff, people have picked out um, little things. Like the, I remember reading one view where, one review where they said like, ah, oh, love breakers are more vaccines than I can't remember who it was, but more like a, a probably a, a heavier band. It was like they're more like the vaccines or whatever. But yeah. like we don't sound like anyone in particular, I don't think. I think our influences do come across and we do wear our influences on our sleeves. But I don't think we've ever had anyone say, oh, you guys sound exactly like this. Um, and I don't know whether that's a good a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. I think it's good that we've like got our own sound. Thing. I feel yeah, like it's yeah, a, yeah. a good thing. You're not going like, oh, you guys are like, like the b-rate like replacements or something you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. something like that like because you hear the influences in there but yeah it's not like oh these guys are just you know they're just ripping off zones so like everything blends again i mean i know i mentioned earlier but like it all blends so well together where yeah you're not really pigeonholed in something and it's not like they're doing too much of this or too much of that yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. we've had a few different like people like mention obviously like music is all opinion in it but we've had a few people say like they can hear sort of like the pixies and then We've had like Arctic Monkeys being mentioned. Um, Christian said, obviously, like the vaccines. So it's a, it's a lot of different things, but yeah, it's um, it's mad because we don't really like sort of set out to to sound like anyone really. It's it's just it just comes natural. Like um, yeah, so it's um, it's all quite sort of um, what's the organic? Right? Organic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And like, how how far back, you know? Uh, primary colors came out this year but how far back did you guys start writing songs for that like when when was it like all right time to time to write our first full length i think it was like so that davy the producer um is one of my like, long-term friends and he was back for the summer like seeing family he lives in la but he he's originally from here he was back seeing family and uh he come to the uh, our lockup and um we played a few songs for him and he was just like come come do an album um we had like like little little ideas knocking around, but then um, I remember that. The, I'll tell you a quick story about. I remember like the first moment that record really started to come to fruition. Like we'd we'd go like me and Chino, our guitar player, would go over to Jack's parents' house when he was living at his parents, and we'd go and do like a, a writing session, and we'd take the guitars. And Jack had like the bones of Eye Roller, the first track on the record. And we sort of made the song there and then it all comes together. I remember sitting there going, okay, this is fucking cool. This is different to the the, the EP that we did. It sounds more like a, a, like a fuller song. And then a few days later, we had like a full band practice in Birmingham on the Saturday at our lockup. And I got there a bit later because I was, I, I was at work and I could hear the other three guys. So I could hear Jack Chino and Marcus playing the song and uh, out on the street. And um, as I was getting out of my car, I could hear it. And I was like, fuck, that sounds fucking amazing. And I wasn't even in there playing it. So uh, <laughs> but I remember at that moment hearing them playing it. And I was going, well, this is like we've gone up a level. Like we've gone up from being like a band who was like done our first EP and was sort of finding our sound. 
now this is our sound. Like I know I Roller is probably the most different like one on the album compared to the other songs, but that was really the start of like the ball rolling and because we set the bar quite high, I think, with that song, it was like, right, we've fucking yeah. set the bar high here. We've got to do the same for the for the other songs. So it was at that moment for me. I think that was like 2018 again, like towards the, the end of 2018, really, I think, Jack. Is that right? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, I think like um, we have this knack of like sort of writing new songs just before Christmas. It seems to be our sort of every <laughs> the time to write. write our best songs for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> um yeah, man. And then we just, um, from then when we sort of got the opportunity to go out to LA with Dave, it was just sort of like writing mode then. We was writing literally up until the day that we left. And then we ended up um, writing a song while we was out in LA as well. Um, it's called Worst Gentleman, which is on the record. It's like the one uh, second from last uh, song on the record. And we ended up like writing that out there, which was like a great experience as well, just to like sort of have like a blank canvas and just sort of, you know, like, have the opportunity to write a song out there as well so that was um that was tracked and recorded like really quickly as well from what i remember which was yeah uh, and, and what's crazy about that is like because we went out there with the idea of doing 10 songs but we obviously took more than 10 songs but worst gentlemen we'd we jammed like a core the chorus of it but it sounded completely different really at, at our lockup and so but but we always every practice we have we have like a recording studio set up in there. So every rehearsal we have, we click record and every idea is captured. So we, we took a bunch of songs out there and Dave, we got to like a point and Dave, he was like, I'm not sure this song here is strong enough. Have you got any other ideas lying around? And we were like, oh, actually like, let's go into the Dropbox. And we found this chorus, which we jammed. And Dave, he was like, right, Jack, get in that room with your acoustic guitar now and finish this goddamn song. And so me, Chino and Marcus, we uh we went out and got got some food, I think, and just had a little like um a few hours off and we got back and Jack had finished Worst Gentleman and then we all got in the room as a band and, and it all came together really nice. So that it's that that song was definitely born in California, which is quite cool, man. Which is nice. It sounds like it is as well. How long did it take to uh, record the record? Twenty one so- days, wasn't it? Yeah, it sort of like was out there for three weeks and we kind of had some like weekends we had off. But yeah, it was probably around, I'd say like 20 days we was probably tracking for, yeah. Is that your first time in the States? It was uh, me personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I fell in love with the place, man. Like, um, I just can't wait to get back out there. It's just, it's it's a bit of me, man, the States is. <laughs> like, <laughs> Including out there, Los Angeles is what were you guys there in the summer recording or like what what month were you out there recording? It's March. 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 Oh, okay. So it was the weather was good. Oh, okay. It was good. So I was gonna say, like, did that impact do you feel like at all the writing? Because again, like I mentioned earlier, this is a great summer record. I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if that was a thought at all, but like I feel like this record came out at a good time when it was like nice out, windows down, driving around. It's perfect for that. Like for one, I mean, do you feel like Los Angeles affected that at all, where you wrote it? And also, like, was that intentional at all, or is that just kind of how it came out, you know, that it kind of is a nice summertime record, basically? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, I I remember, um, I remember, because Jack's really cool in the, in the creative process, so he always says to us, like, if you have any ideas at all, just send them me across on like an audio note or whatever. And I remember having like the, the two words primary colours. So I messaged Jack saying, oh, primary colours. 
and he was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, sounds like a good song title. And then and then he had this chorus. All I need are primary colours, the blues and greens on top of each other, basically re- referencing like blue sky, green grass, you know, like summertime. And um, then when him and Chino sort of had the song come together and shown it to me, me and Marcus, um, that really set the vibe for the, the idea of it being like a summer record. And then obviously going out to L.A., like, your surroundings really do affect you so it sounds sounds a little bit corny but when you're waking up and it, it's it, there's palm trees everywhere we were staying on, in a beach house as well so we were in newport beach it was beautiful oh, yeah and um and i think if you're in a good mood every morning and then you go in and recording if you if you're in a happy place um you you perform better and i think that's how I think that translate on translates onto the record. That to me it does anyway, and I think that's why you get that sort of summery vibe and that sort of vibe of like being in the car with your friends and having the windows down and being able to crank the songs sort of full blast. Oh, to- I totally agree with that. And I also, yeah, I think the album art and just the name "Primary Colors" like everything does just really come together. Like you guys kind of hit it on on like every end where it's like okay. Like it all, it all connects very well. It all, it all works really well. But uh, yeah, no, that's interesting too because I didn't realize it at first that you guys had uh, written in L.A. or recorded in L.A. But uh, yeah, I mean, something about that and your surroundings and stuff that that, that makes sense. And you yeah. guys are—I know you guys are signed to uh, Wiretap Records, great label. How did you guys end up getting hooked up with them? How did how did that all come about? Did, did didn't Rob like send us an email asking us to be on like a compilation and then? Um... I think he, uh, I think yeah. he, he'd heard that was it. He'd heard Horizons, hadn't he? And he was like, "Yeah, I think we what? sent him like a rough mix of um, of Horizons, and he was just like proper like into it, and he was just like, man, like." Um, then he was doing like a compilation thing that we got involved in, which was really good. And then we just had like a couple of meetings with him online and stuff, and just everything that he was saying was like perfect for what we needed. And he was like. Um, yeah, let's go for it. And like he's he's been absolutely golden like since since the start, man. Like supported us with sort of everything that we wanted to do and um helped us get it on vinyl and get it out to like people in America. And um yeah, man, I can't like sort of big like wiretap up enough and like all the bands that he's been signing as well are great. Like and um and yeah, like big up to Rob man, like massive, massive great guy. Yeah. Are you guys, do you know, are you the only UK band on the label? Uh, no. no. It's called the weather, is it the Weather State? I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah I think and then Parker. Sounds familiar. Parker as Parker well. Parker as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you played with uh, any of your label mates yet? No, we haven't no. actually, have we? No. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, like we, we, we've been, I know, there's been a pandemic. To, to be fair, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But, um, fair <laughs> yeah. Um, but even before then, we sort of strugg- struggled for shows. But it got to the point because we we finished recording the album, obviously in March 2019, and then the pandemic happened, and we were sat like on this on this record for so long. It got to like it got to 2021, and it was like, how long do you put keep putting it off for? Like. A, like I get we had to because of the pandemic, but it got also got to a point for us, like, because obviously it was going to be released while we were touring with Social Distortion, um, and that that would have been perfect, but it, we couldn't have kept just churning out like a single after single after single because eventually you'd just have the whole album out there anyway. And do you know what I mean? So yeah. it just yeah. got to the point where we're like, let's put the record out, and and then we'll you know turn the page and move on to the next chapter. So um, yeah, man. 
I think, I mean, a second ago, I think you kind of said it like finding shows and stuff, but I did want to ask, like, I mean, what is the music scene like in Birmingham? Like, I mean, are there venues to play? Are there bands to play with? Yeah, man, well, there are quite a lot of venues. I'd say there's probably in between like five and ten sort of like decent venues to play for like sort of smaller bands. You've got like um, like O2 Academies and stuff as well for like touring bands that come through. But the um, the scene in Birmingham, it's quite sort of like it's really varied. There's a lot of like different music going on, so it's it's quite hard to do like one sort of scene. Mm. But, um, I'd say about five years ago, it was really sort of heavy on like heavy metal and stuff like that. That was sort of massive and like emo and that. But I think, um, but yeah, in terms of sort of where it's at at the moment, it's really sort of vast. There's like a lot of new artists coming through that are doing like grime and sort of like underground like rap stuff, which is cool. But um, obviously not what we do. But um, there's not a lot of like punk bands around at all and like rock and yeah. roll bands. It's all kind of like indie bands or grime really which is like hot at the moment so it's um we've got to patiently wait i think for um a lot of birmingham to get back on like the punk scene again but yeah uh, there's loads of like cool cities around the uk though that like we played and we've had like a really good response from like manchester leeds like up north is it's sort of really sort of you know like our music is like a lot more supported i think but um and then we'll obviously we'll guess we like London next year because we're going to book like a load of London shows next year. So, um, but judging off Sunday, I've got now sort of, you know, like um, worries about that. I think like we'll go down well in London. Nice. So there, are, so that you can go. Uh, so I mean, even if you can't uh, play around in Birmingham, sometimes you got other places to go. You got places. Yeah, and no, no, I think that's the key for, for like our band now. Like we've been, we've been together like quite a bit of time now we sort of understand where we want to be and I think it's just a case of us sort of with our live show it's you'll know yourself Anthony like seeing a live band is completely different to like listening to a record but like um and our live show obviously we can sort of show people like the energy and everything that we put into it and it's completely different to the record and we want to get out there and like show people who we are really now so it's just a case of getting around the country and getting to Europe and getting worldwide really if we can if we can get over to america it'd be amazing did you uh have you played any what well, i guess not your recording i was gonna say did you get to play any shows you're here but i guess in three weeks while recording your record you probably did it yeah we didn't get to we, we would have liked to um but unfortunately we didn't get to play any shows um i've played gilman before back in the day oh, I played man. Gilman's yeah 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 yeah, we did. To, we uh, went to Gilman, yeah. Francisco, we went to Gilman for a day and bopped around Oakland for a little bit, which was really cool. Oh, um, Oakland. It wasn't Oakland, was it, Gilman? When no, we, no. Um, but it was cool just to see, like, a place where, like, I've, I've just read about it in, like, books and stuff. And it was just, like, a bit like, whoa, oh, this is Gilman, man. That was yeah. my same thing. First time I went out west and I was in the Bay Area, and they were close, too. I said, to go take a selfie out there. I'm just like... Man, that's Gilman Street. Like that's yeah. Gilman Street right there. Like my, I don't even need to go in. I'll just look at it out here. Like this yeah. grimy building. I'm just like, oh hell yes. Yeah. But uh, oh, go ahead, dude. It's just like it's yeah. It's one of those places you feel like the fucking history there. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. Yes. It's like I guess it's like for Beatles fans, it's like them going to the Cavern Club in Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? Oh for yeah. For us, yeah. like. For us, like going to Gilman Street is like the holy grail. Like, if I just try and like picture like 
the moments that they've had in there, like fucking Operation Ivy being on stage and then like yes. Billy Billy Joe going on stage just singing with them and then he played in Rancid for a little bit as well. Like and all those great bands that just passed through like AFI and fucking everyone. It was so weird how like so much success spawned from like one tiny little place that still blows my mind. Like it's all and that was like all about right place, right time for me. Like yeah. everyone was there, like Jawbreaker were there. Green Day, where everyone was getting like record deals, and like I just would have loved to have been around to like see it all. Do you know what I mean? Like it's oh, crazy absolutely. to think about. But they're another one. I mean, I know we were talking replacements earlier, but like I, I've seen Jawbreaker a few times since they're united. It's the same thing. It's like I never thought I'd get to see them. Like they broke, yeah, yeah. They broke up the year before I was born. Even like there was yeah, no yeah. chance of seeing them. Like it's not going to happen. So when you do, it's like oh hell, you you know it uh. It's just mind blowing. Same with seeing places like that, those landmarks. There's a few venues that I've had to go see the pilgrimage, just go like, oh, like I know just knowing what's went on in there, I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is pretty rad. Yeah. But uh, how did uh how did generally I know I know it can change from song to song, but generally how does songwriting work in the band? Is it kind of someone brings a whole idea in? Is it all kind of worked out as, you know, in uh with all four of you? Like, how does it generally work? Um, I think our sort of process is that like I'll sort of write a song on acoustic and make it sort of the best it can be on an acoustic guitar first. So I really sort of hone down on like the lyrics and the arrangement and stuff and get it into like say like 80% basically there. And then I'll take it to sort of the guys and say like look let's make it a love breaker song now. Because like I know there's a song that's called Family Man on the record. And when like I first wrote that it was sort of like really slow and really kind of like melodic and poppy and then it was sort of like right then now we're going to sort of spruce it up and make it sort of like more punky and rock and roll and i think um that's what the different guys in the band sort of bring their flavor to it then like obviously you know we, we change like arrangements and stuff it's not really like strict our band is it's really sort of like open and we sort of we class the song as like a different sort of entity it's like you sort of you make that the best it can be and don't get too like personal with it it's mm -hmm. like i think that's the way of creating you know, like good songs and giving everyone sort of a, an equal voice, you know what I mean? And that's can that be hard at times? Like, like because it can be, but like you just said, like not not taking things hard stuff. Like when you bring something in like a song, is that hard though to sometimes get over that, at least at first, where it's like people will, you know, have criticisms they want to add this or that. Like, is that hard to take at first? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think we've ever really been that kind of like personality to go like, oh no, it needs to be like this. It's um... you, you know what, like credit, credit where it's due to Jack as well. Like to be fair, like a lot of like people who write songs uh, and, and I get it, it's human nature could, could like potentially be quite protective or like emotional about the song and like quite, you know, you know, won't want to change anything. But to be fair to Jack, like he does, he brings in a song and like, Sometimes, yeah, like the structure will change, the arrangement will change, and there's never any like, there's never any like pulling a face or going, oh, yeah, it's yeah. got, it's got to be like this. I think, I think he trusts, trusts us. Like it's, it's, it's good. It's nice. Like he trusts, like he trusts me, he trusts Nathan, like he trusts Chino, and I think that's really cool. Don't, don't get me wrong, like. Kin, we're humans and there's been times i'm sure when when you know when we've been next to each other for hours on end and we're like fuck me we're annoying each other now like that that's totally yeah. normal but in terms of the songwriting process like process um yeah jack's pretty like um 
pretty like open and, and, and liberal. It's not really like a dictatorship or anything. It's like, I've got this idea. What do you think? Like, how can we make this the best it can be? And that's what we always just strive to do. Just try and make it the best it can be. So that's it, man. And like, every, everyone sort of brings different ideas and we, we try everything, you know what I mean? Cause you never know, but an idea could sound a bit crazy and you think like, Oh, that's definitely not going to work. And then you'll try it and it'll work. And you're like, yeah, buzzing. So it's always, it's always worth, you know, everyone having a voice and trying different things. So, you know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's really important as well. It keeps like the band lot healthy and everyone gets like, as I say, like an equal voice. It's not sort of a, you know, it needs to be like this. It needs to be like that. It might, it might change in the future. I might have a song that's sort of ready, ready to go. And it's sort of, you know, this is the way it's going to be. But, up till this point, it's never really been like that. It's always just sort of been, you know what I mean, sort of verse, chorus, wrote, and then maybe like a reference track just to give the guys like an idea on what sort of I'm thinking for like a style, and then we just go from there, really. That's probably the healthier way to be and also uh, like how you get all of your influences blended together. Because, I mean, if you went in, it's like, no, it has to be this way. It's going to be very jack-heavy songs where if you kind of go in and, like hey like i i get it people are gonna have their ideas we're all you know we're all musicians we're all gonna have ideas like that's where you probably get that blending of everything so that's a that's a good thing but i'm always interested in that because sometimes i talk to people and they'll admittingly say yeah like my music like my songs are my baby and you can kind of tell where you can see where they might be an issue in the studio oh my yeah all of our songs would be like 40 bpm they'd have like orchestras on like back and everything, it'd be like something completely different. So like, um, yeah, man. And I think like, you know, being a band for how long we have now, we've got like this process on everyone sort of knows like if we're missing a part, it needs something there, and we all sort of work together on it. It's um, it's a really good time, man, for the band. So but I can't sort of big the boys up enough, especially going to do our next record in January. We've got some really. Really, I know like everyone says it about the next record, but like our next record is going to absolutely blow some minds away. It's going to be like incredible, man. So I can't wait to hear another another record. It sounds so. We'll get one sooner than later. Then it sounds like we'll get one probably sooner than you'd expect. Yeah, I think so um, like obviously we've been sitting on Primary Colors for quite a long time um, before it was released. But yeah, in terms of like writing and stuff, then. The um the pandemic happened for those like year and a half, nearly two years. We've just literally we haven't had a break. We've just carried on writing and just tried to be like productive for the next record. Really, you just made me think about it. I, I really haven't yet, but I feel like that two year album cycle. I feel like a lot of bands is going to happen with where they were. They had albums. The pandemic happened, so you get the album out in like say twenty twenty one. Which by twenty twenty two you may have another one. And by the looks of it, you wrote it fast. It's like no, like we really did kind of have that two-year cycle or whatever just got really you know just got pushed so far back i never thought of that i feel like a lot of bands are going to do this i feel like we might we might see music a little faster uh yeah man because of those things I, I like that as well like i think i think that's cool man like um i think yeah i think a lot of people over lockdown like over the pandemic especially like you know inverted you know create creative types um what what else did we have to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, then yeah, other yeah. than just sit around and fire ideas back and forth, and it was actually really fun. Like, Jack would wake up one morning, come up with something really golden, and sort of send it across on a garage band file, and then I'll be like adding like bass or and like some organs to it, and then sending it back, and then Chino will be doing some fucking awesome like 
fucking you know he, he's his style lead over the top just to bring it out a bit more and and then next thing you know when we were allowed to like jam again and meet up the songs were there already and because we'd been listening to them at home we just got in the room and we could all play them so like the songs come together really quick and um there's good there's some definitely some isolation bangers on the next record <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited to hear these isolation bangers i'm, yeah, I'm sure they'll be good um yeah, as man. far as music in 2021 is there been anything that has uh come out that is that either of you have really liked or really loved any, anything out this year that really caught your attention oh shit yeah, um, man. um there's a band like a uk band who we played with um we played with them a couple of times they're called bad nerves um, they released their record. Um, it was I think that was last. Year. That was last year now, but was like, it? yeah, but that's that's show, show you when time's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that record is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a banger. It's um, really fast-paced, sort of like Ramones, Ramones sort of influenced. Um, but yeah, really, really cool and energetic. That's that'll probably be the one for me. Um, yeah. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. When did that Heim, Heim record come out? Oh, Heim record's quite cool. That, they did, I think uh, that was last year too, wasn't it? Yeah. Was yeah. Early, it was either early this year, late last year. It's one of yeah. those things. I'll kind of start to like those early those early year releases. That always happens to me. I go if it, if it was released like January, February. For all I know, it was released fall of the year before. Like it's all kind yeah. of that realm. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'm just checking. I mean, they recorded that in New York, didn't they? They recorded that at. Um, Jimi Hendrix's old studio. Oh yeah. Oh God. What's it called? Electric Lady. Electric Lady. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Electric. There. I'm pretty sure that's 2021 record. And then, because I think we got asked this question before in like an old another podcast, and I was really like struggling to find like records that I liked in 2021. But um, I think ACDC released a new record in 2021, and I was like, yeah, that that, that was cool. But I couldn't remember. Any, couldn't think of anything else. I really like the spot. Uh, it's hard it's hard when you're asked about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It put puts you on the spot. It's funny, I was listening to your um your top five alkaline trio podcast and I have to say, like, I think it was you who said it. This addiction is is like not a good record at all. I think it was <laughs> you who said that. I think that might have been like it's fifty fifty. I can look back and there's I can now listen to maybe five songs. There's maybe five songs oh. on it I really like. But yeah. most of it's about a skip. Yeah, you kind of you keep hitting that fast forward button a decent amount on that one. Yeah, yeah. I think um, another record though from this past year, the Vaccines' new record. It's called Back in Love City. They're 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 bigger here, I think, than they are in the states. There's a few weird songs on it, but um, I really like that record. It's just like power, like power pop stuff with like synths and stuff with like um, but they're like in, quite influenced by like old punk stuff as well. So um. That was a cool record, but yeah, when when you get asked the question, your mind goes blank. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, I mean, looking looking into the future for you guys? I mean, we've already kind of talked about with the new record, but uh, upcoming plans? I mean, recording a new record, I imagine some touring. Like like, what can we uh, expect to see from you guys in uh, 2022? We're going yeah, out. We've go on, yeah. go on, Jack. No, it's cool, man. So we got we got lot like, the new record sort of planned to sort of record that end of Jan into February, and then um, we're just looking at booking shows in between there and the social detour, because that social detour starts sort of like the end of May, and then it's all of, like June, July, and then um, and then we're kind of like going over into like festival season as well. So we're trying to get on like UK festivals, and then 
Um, I think our manager's sort of like working on um, get, getting us on like more festivals, basically, so we can just, um, you know, just get our sort of name out there, basically. But I think um, there will be some like sort of UK tours as well that I think we're going to try and do as well. So um, hooking up with a few bands in the UK and just doing doing some shows, um, you know, some runs in the UK, which would be cool. Um, but I think because uh, we're going out to Europe, obviously the social day in like May June time. So yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a fun tour. That's got to be that's got to be pretty rad. Right. That's like, yeah, and that, 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 that's like, yeah, that's like the perfect bill for us as well, I think, because like they are like timeless rock and yes. roll with like, with like that punk undertone. And I think like, and like their fans are real like passionate, m- m- like musos like us, like they love, like it's all about the timeless music and the rock and roll and the guitar. And um, I think, I think, you know, it, I think we'll, we'll, we should be able to sort of, I think the the people at those shows will be able to relate to our music. I like I like to think so. Yeah, I'm really excited, man. Like so excited for that tour. It's going to be amazing. That, that has to be rad. Yeah, and I, I do think you'll fit on there. I think Social D fans will definitely be into you guys. And I'm sure. I mean, I'm assuming they're as big as they are there as they are here in the states. They play. They're like it's always a sellout. Like every yeah. show, everywhere they play, it sells out. They're big shows. That that should be a really really good time. So yeah, man. It's like it's a massive opportunity for us, and like we've been absolutely buzzing for it for the past like two years, man. So like we're just praying, praying that it happens. So if Mike Ness is listening now, <laughs> make it happen, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think there will be some uh, new songs thrown in the set. Yeah, I think so, like, we've been playing some of the new stuff in like the recent gigs that we've been playing as well. So um, just to, it's always good to get sort of like the reaction from people from like new songs as well. And um and it's just it's more practice like playing them live as well and just to seeing how they feel for us. It might be that we sort of change them slightly for when we record them as well. So um we always think that's important. Like we don't sort of keep it sort of hidden away and then go and record it sort of thing. It's always good to test the waters, man. Road test them. Road test them. Yeah, see yeah. see how they do including um i mean you guys are talking about like being a live band and being important and all that i mean that seems like a good way to flesh out songs and go does this song work li-? like make this a live song like how does this work live how is this going to work later on off of the album that yeah. seems like a good way plus you'll know you'll know in real time you can kind of tell by the expressions on people's faces how it's going <laughs> and if yeah, the song yeah. the song's going well or not yeah man uh, had some really good feedback on this what this one new song that we're playing um, I'm not going to name the songs. It's all confidential. <laughs> no, but like, uh, no, but um, one of the songs that we're playing, we're getting some really good feedback on, and I think it maybe end up being like the title of the record. And um, so yeah, we're sort of really excited to get that one in the studio and start playing around with that one. Awesome! I can't, I can't wait for. Uh, which again, it's kind of crazy to say because I mean, this album's uh, primary color's been out like six months, but. I'm stoked for uh, for new music. I'm definitely excited to uh, hear more from you guys. So, as we like close stuff up here, where can, I'll put you on the spot again. Where can people find you online? Where can they go grab music, follow you guys, all that, all that good stuff? So obviously, there's uh, yeah, a lot of Facebook, um, uh, Instagram, uh, which would be at Lovebreakers Band. Twitter, we don't really use that much, but that's how we sort of we sort of connected with you on, yeah. on there. Um, I think that's just Love Breakers X, um, and then uh, yeah, we've got like a website with all our merch on lovebreakers.co.uk. 
um you can buy the record on there buy, buy a shirt and all that sort of stuff so yeah man there's uh there's quite a few avenues but we we just want to get out to the states man so badly like, we want to we want to be playing out there like it's it's really strange that like, the music scene in the uk is very sort of um it's very clicky and quite hipstery if you don't know the right people and you don't have your fingers in enough pies you sort of get um swept under the carpet and sort of forgotten about um and people get opportunities for, for sort of you know for, for knowing the right people as opposed to the music so whereas i feel like in america like from past experience it's more just about the music in america at least i feel that's the, I, I might just be thinking like the grass is greener but america's built on guitar music whereas england granted you've got the beatles and all those all those classics but at the moment no one really cares for guitar music whereas i think in america there's always going to be like um a need and a want for guitar music um so yeah. i don't yeah. like whatever's hot now and it's all like it just moves from like different things instead of going well this is gonna be this will sound great in like 10 years time let's like make this the forefront where it's like you're not going to be listening to a lot of the music that's on our like mainstream radio stations now i can tell yeah. you that we won't be listening to that in like 10 years time which is a shame man because like even like you know i'm into loads of different types of music it's just oh man i just i don't want to get into it because obviously it's all opinionated but like it's just it's just poor man the standard is poor and it's like it's just i want it to be better man and i want to be a part of it and like um as christian said like coming back to like you know going out to the states i think um we love the states as well and i think we'd we go down like really well especially like in sort of like the california state as well but um but yeah man going back to sort of like where you can find stuff to do with Lord breakers we've got like a website which has got like all of our tour dates on and ticket links and stuff as well um there's like a news page so you can sort of keep up to date with like sort of what we're doing um yeah there's like merch on there you can get our record on there so um yeah man that'll probably be the best thing to find us on so yeah man go look on there people that uh no that makes sense i think you guys would do well over here too i think uh you would do very well and i will i will add as we close out here to what you guys are saying i would say there are very supportive music scenes like throughout throughout like like chicago has a very i feel like supportive music scene like in, in california but even like more specifically like southern california yeah like i feel like you guys again like just on merits doesn't matter who you know it's like are they good if you're good you'll garner you know some kind of audience you know people start you know whether it's word of mouth or whatever it is how they get it out there you know i i think that uh i think it's very it can happen it can happen here so yeah it, man i think, I, I think I, yeah we'd love to get out there man and if we do get out there let's 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 hang out and uh have yeah. a good time man Oh, we we'll have a good time. We'll definitely. We'll. I'll take you to Minneapolis and show you all the replacements landmarks. Yes, um, got... I can show it. I can show you all of it, dude. Even even things you don't need to see. Just really <laughs> oddly specific things. Okay. Well, well, that that's a date, and I'll hold you to that. And also, you have to take us to the Let It Be house, and we've got to reenact that band yeah. photo on, on yeah. the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to live five minutes from it. I would I would go out of the way just to drive by that house. Go, hey, that that's the house from like one of the greatest albums of all time. Like, <laughs> here's that house. Like, that's that damn house. Yeah, amazing, but, uh, amazing. 
<laughs> this is this is great, dudes. I mean, if people have not heard you yet, which I mean, if, if you listen to the show, I have been playing you guys on the radio show. So maybe people listening to this have heard you. But if not, I'm going to play some uh, Love Breakers right now. Definitely go check them out. Uh, the new album, Primary Colors. We'll have a new one uh, not too long from now. But I'm going to play something off Primary Colors right now. And uh, right here on the Power Chord Hour, this is Love Breakers with Laura. <laughs>
Court Hour podcast. That was Love Breakers with Set in Gold. Before that was Love Breakers with Cling On and opening up that block of music was Love Breakers with Laura. All three of those jams off their debut record, Primary Colors. If you've not checked it out, it is out now everywhere on Wiretap Records. Definitely go check it out. Very, very good stuff. If you are over in the UK, definitely make sure you uh, you kind of keep track on them because they are touring in uh, early 2022 over there with Social Distortion. Amazing. I would love to see that show. I uh, I would love to see Love Breakers, and I have somehow never seen Social D live either. So uh, that would be that would be a nice uh, package that uh, I think I think Mike Ness and company should make that tour a, a U.S. tour. I'd very much like that. But very happy we got to do that. I'd been talking to the dude since I was out out west, and the show was on break. So uh, you know it had been a it had been a little while in the making there, but uh, I'm happy we got it scheduled and in there. And it really is. It's funny like. Sometimes just things happen, and I, I think it might have been um, 
I that record came out because I was thinking about I'm like why did I never really have them on until now and then I started thinking about I'm like primary colors came out in uh, June and then by like mid July I uh, I went on <laughs> we had another actually I don't think we really did have a break because I think I uh, I had a few pre recorded there so we really didn't go without episodes but I went uh, I went out to Colorado over the summer in uh, like early or late July, early August. And, uh, you know, I guess like not long after the record came out. So like I was really into the record listening to it, but I was mostly listening to it like out doing stuff. Like I wasn't in the studio and, uh, you know, had just kind of, I think that happens sometimes, you know, that's the, that's the casualty of, uh, I guess doing things is, is you get kind of busy, uh, outside of the show and it's like you want to like talk to someone who just has a record out and either you're like you know talking to other people who just put something out or again just busy with just life and things outside of uh, doing the show and uh, either way I'm happy we got to do it a few months later and uh, it is it is really as we talk about my favorite records here in a few weeks at the uh, my end of the year list this one will definitely be on there I mean I uh, I can't think of a better it is such a good like summer record like just so it just works so well, and I like it now as it's getting uh, really cold and uh, snowy and everything. It's like it's kind of nice to have records like that. I really like winter albums, but winter albums tend to be kind of like you know sad and gloomy, whereas this one's like a nice one to put on when you don't want that, you know. So uh, I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to hear more from them. I uh, I think they have a promising. Uh, future ahead of them and I'm stoked I can't wait till they I'm sure they'll get over here they seem very adamant about uh wanting to come over and play the states and stuff so I'm I'm sure sooner than later we'll uh we'll definitely get love breakers over here in the states which I would love I they from the videos I've seen they're really good live so uh, go check that out too lots of uh, live videos on YouTube but go support them go buy the record get ready for another one I'm very excited for that I can't wait to uh hear new music from them. And it really is. I hadn't thought of that before, but you know, think of how many bands who like, you know, recorded a record and then it didn't come out for a year or two. They're going to have a record like that two year album cycle is going to be all like, you know, like kind of thrown upside down, I think for the next few years, just because of, you know, with that on top of, you know, you're hearing all the stuff with vinyl delays and stuff still. So I think people are pushing releases back, you know, some are doing digital, but I think some are just pushing releases back altogether till they can get the stuff out. And uh, I think that like that normal like two year album cycle is is going to just not I don't know if it'll change it forever per se, but I think at least the next two years, like 2022, 2023, maybe like 2024, you're going to get bands like release it. You know what I mean? Like they'll put an album out like a year before and then they'll put another one out. Like, I don't know. I just think we're going to get an influx of, of music and that cycle will be a little different. And uh, I mean, also, too, because now bands are starting to get to tour again. I think you're also going to get as far as that album cycle goes, some bands who maybe release something. Hell, even maybe in 2020 who go, you know, we didn't really get to properly promote this. So, uh, you know, that album cycle might end up being longer, you know, I guess I guess the other way around. But really, I see it more going the way of uh, more music sooner, which as a fan, I'm uh, I'm very excited for. But uh, that is going to be the episode for this week. Thank you so much for checking it out. Give us a follow online at Power Chord Hour on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hit me up, PowerCordHour at gmail.com. I have uh, very few left. i got to order more, but I have Power Chord Hour stickers. would love to send you some for free. Just shoot me your address. No matter where you're listening from, if you're listening to this, maybe you're listening because you're a, a Love Breakers fan over in the UK, I will gladly. I've sent uh, stickers all over the world. So no matter where you're at, hit me up. 
and uh, I'll gladly send some. And uh, also, if you listen to the radio show, I take song requests there. Really, anything. You just want to hit me up, talk music, whatever. Tell me the show's good. Tell me the show's not good, not so good. Uh, you know, all that, powercordhour at gmail.com. I will read all of it, and it will either warm my heart or break it. So so send it all there. And, uh, yeah, speaking of the, of the radio show, new radio shows every Friday night on 107.9 WRFA in good old Jamestown, New York. Been doing the radio show six or not – you know what? Close to six years. February is not far away. So actually, that's not totally inaccurate. Uh, I guess we're still celebrating the fifth anniversary, but we're getting very close to the uh, sixth tier. So crazy to think. But yeah, we've been doing this quite a while. Actually, and really, the uh, podcast is celebrating its second anniversary here in like mere weeks. But uh, yeah, new radio show every Friday night, 107.9 WRFA, or you can stream the station online at WRFALP.com, and we go 10 to midnight Eastern, if uh, if you didn't know, and I just play a bunch of punk and alternative, talk music, all that good stuff. When we have interviews, I air the interviews on there as well, but uh, it is basically a different show. Like If you listen to this podcast, you can still listen to the radio show. It's not just a rehash of this. And uh, vice versa, you know, I always tell people that who listen to the radio shows that the podcast isn't just a recap of it. It's literally, it's like two different programs with the same name, but um, the radio show is a lot more music heavy. I play a lot more music, but I still talk and stuff, but it's a lot more like this. Uh, not so many interviews, more of more of me just going on and on, but, but not so much about following me on Twitter, more about like talking about music and the bands that I'm playing and stuff like that and talking about like, oh, so-and-so has a new album, so let's like, you know, let's play something off it, that kind of stuff. So listen to it, enjoy it, hopefully you do. And uh, yeah, and the podcast, if you are not, please uh, subscribe, rate, review would really help out the show a lot. And uh, yeah, that is going to be it. Next week, I am back with my buddy Kyle Steven. And uh, if that name means anything to you, uh, it means that we're going to be talking pop punk. I think you probably know that. And that is, I always love having, uh, you know, Zach and Kyle, the duo, and sometimes we break them off. And uh, this time we got Kyle and uh, we're going to go album. We're going to do track by track plus 44 is when your heart stops beating. And uh, I'm very excited. I teased that on social media like two weeks ago, and then we had some technical problems, so it didn't happen, but you'll be happy to know that me and Kyle instead uh, talked on the phone for two hours, had a fun conversation. Most of it was still about Plus 44. It just wasn't recorded. It was like, it was a great podcast episode that just was really just a conversation between (laughs) two friends, but uh, I, I wish it would have been recorded. It wasn't, But don't worry, we got everything fixed. We did record the episode. I think it's a good one. I think you'll enjoy it. So for the 15th anniversary, which uh, just passed uh, about a month ago here in uh, November, it was released uh, November 14th, 2006. So that uh, is just celebrated its 15th anniversary. So we're going to talk about that album next week, track by track. Uh, We have a really good time doing it, so hopefully you'll enjoy that. So come back for that if that sounds like your thing. But until then, for the Power Court Hour podcast, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thank you so much for listening.
Ah!